and welcome everybody to another glorious episode of the Tap the Trial and Aaron podcast. I am the Aaron, aka Sandwich, the most loyal of followers, aka the Sliders, because they're little sandwiches and it's just adorable. But not nearly as adorable as Kit Kat here, who has returned to me from her travels. Is like last month, scared the poop out of me. She came back after a day and a half of just rummaging about. And who knows what? It's maybe mingling with other tomcats. Oh, my delicate little flower. But she's back now. And I've been, I know it's dangerous, but I've been doing some thinking. And a lot of times I'll come on uh, to the tap and just kind of ramble incoherently, not really have a direction of where I'm going with the episode. I'm just out there, a big old fat, sexy ship in the middle of the ocean with no wind in my sails. But today I am just. I got a lot of wind, a lot of gusto to blow into the sails of the tap ship. We're moving forward wow. because, uh, forward with purpose. Every episode is going to have a purpose, and the purpose of this episode is to tell you guys about this big, fat Vegas vacation that we had recently by we, not just I, I mean a gang of people, some of the best people that I know in my life, and it was just a glorious time, and I want to uh, give you guys some play-by-play details of what happened for me, it was Friday through Monday, came home Monday, and uh, by God, what a time. And I was going to have a companion with me on this episode, because the tap's always better with a guest. Oh, Austin Calvert, you rascal, you, multi-time, you multi-timed tap returner. Not this time, unfortunately, I had to go to Candy Cane Lane with the family a couple days ago, you son of a bitch. But it's okay, because I'll have you on again, and we'll reminisce on Vegas a little bit. Um... In, in the future, get some more perspective. But for now, you're going to get my perspective, Kit Kat's perspective. But she's just going to remain silent. But her presence will be felt, damn it. We are going to kick this thing off with a Friday. This is about two weeks ago now. Friday. I scheduled a nice early flight because I'm sick like that. I woke up at 3 a.m. Yummy. And uh, had uh, some coffee. Enough coffee because I knew I was going to take a big old nap as soon as I got to Vegas. Enough coffee to get get me awake. Made a breakfast. uh, Packed up the last few things. Debbie Gertz, the goat, she comes and picks me up. Takes me to Sacramento International Airport. I chill in there for a minute. I have my Game Boy. I travel pretty light. I had my my carry-on, my backpack um, with my laptop so I can do a little work. And my Game Boy, uh, Game Boy Advance. I got Pokemon Yellow. I, I just all I mess with in Pokemon Realm is Red and Yellow. Red and Yellow. Blastoise was the first choice, but Pokemon Yellow. Thank God you can get all three. I got I got a War Turtle and Charmander at this point. Jones and for the Blastoise and the Charizard, but that's that's a, a tale for another for another tap. Um, hang out for a little bit, see a couple Vikings fans. I knew Vegas would be lousy with Vikings fans, but I didn't realize how, how exactly how lousy with Vikings fans it would be in there. It was outrageous. Uh, so I, I fly and I land around 730. Uh, Brentley's mom, Jackie, the one and only Jackie, she comes and picks me up in her Escalade, aka the Raiders Mobile. She's got it spray painted with uh, the black hole with the Raiders logo, it just, you know where her allegiance lies. And some jackass calls out as I'm walking in there. I got my my uh, Vikings jacket on, similar to this one. This is a Kings, uh, nice little, little jacket. But I was sporting the Vikings, was ready to ram it down everybody's throat. 
and uh, some guy's like, I hope you I hope you pop a tire getting out of here. I'm like, bad juju, sir. Words have power, and you are using yours in a bad way, because we're all wizards like that, and words, is, words are our magic. And uh, F that guy, whatever, Jackie, she paid no mind, and she uh, whisks me away to the condo that she has, and everything's laid out perfectly. She has a great... Uh, Raiders loft with uh, Derek Carr jersey signed, multiple players jersey signed. She has an Antonio Brown jersey up there. I believe it's signed. She has helmets. Just nobody's a bigger Raiders fan than Jackie. An Oakland Raiders fan, mind you. Of course, she's a fan of the Vegas Raiders. But Oakland, in my opinion, thanks to Mark Davis, left their culture. Their culture is in Oakland, and it's just a husk of a team playing in uh in vegas for other people to come and spend money the tickets were outrageously priced but anyways we'll get to that later um i take a nice hour-long nappy poo a little bit lo longer than that and jackie i get a text from her when i wake up like oh i went to go get a massage i left you keys if you want to go anywhere whatever in the house you want is yours so i look down i see what the supplies are i'm like all right little coffee give me give me some of that and jackie she's got Grey Goose, she's got Truly, she's got High Noon, every anything you want. A uh, bunch of unopened chips, like, because the condo's just a, a base camp for her when she comes to Vegas, because she's got places at their spots. This ain't the main home. Jackie's balling like that. And uh, I'm like, all right, I'll take this nice spinach, uh, spinach tortilla. I put a gang of cheese on it, microwaved it, just like Will Ferrell and Step Brothers. And uh, rolled up and have me a nice little little cheesy roll up while watching the Redeem Team on Netflix. And I, I wake up, I get my my first wind ready to roll. I uh, call an Uber, take a shot or two of that Grey Goose, you know, in honor of Jackie. Here's to Jackie. Take that. Wow. Down a Truly. A uh, guy comes, picks me up. We have a great conversation. About a 20 minute ride into town. Uh, this guy's dope. He's like a strength and conditioning coach for a local high school team, which is pretty well known for producing NFL prospects. I forget the name of the school, but uh, it was an awesome ride. Cool dude. We're, we're giggling, laughing our asses off. And I go and check into the timeshare that Jackie has because she's not done, you know, giving all of herself to her loved ones just yet. I, not only do I take a nap in her condo, I go to her timeshare in which she is saving me and whoever else is staying there hundreds of dollars, I'd say, at the Paradise Hilton type gig. So I go up to the third floor get situated, have myself, uh, I get changed. I'm ready to roll. Cause I'm going to meet Travis and cousin Travis and his wife, Rachel at the Vegas convention center for cowboy Christmas on Friday. Yes, this is Friday afternoon and the convention center is enormous. It's huge. And it is filled with rednecks and plaid and cowboy hats. And there, there's multiple different ethnicities of rednecks in there. Everybody, every different types they got or, or, your button-up shirts, they're tucked in, cowboy hats and boots, it smells like leather, there's a ton of booths, cowboy hats, my god, when you get them, like, made, handmade there, easily over a thousand dollars, easily, and they had, um, NFRs going on that weekend, so there's just a ton of, uh, cowboy representation, luckily not Dallas Cowboys, legit Cowboys, they had, uh, within the convention center, they had the green uh, fences up, the swing fences. You can smell the manure. There's hay in there. They're showing livestock. There's booths as far as the eye can see. And, of course, there's $12 beers, so I had to suck down some of those. Um, uh, got some for Travis and Rachel. They had some, She had, like, a screwdriver. Travis having a course. I had a, I had a banquet beer. Let people know that I'm about that life. 
and I go, we're wandering around, I ride a mechanical buffalo, I think I had a pretty good showing. But just all the stuff there, there's metal work, there's leather work, there's just so many different types of artisans and just good vibes, good vibes in there. Uh, we're on the first floor going around. I just want to make money so I can buy all the art that they have. There's such cool and amazing art, uh, whether it's leather, whether it's metal work, like I said before, or just straight up painted and I'm looking at the price tag. I want this. I need this. But for $800 for an 8 by 8 square painting, I'm like, a little out of the budget. So I will not. I will not. Do it! Um, go upstairs because it's multiple Do floors. It. There's like an electric side-by-side -side vehicle. Polaris had a huge showing there. Um, and then I'm just waltzing around and I happen to, I hear, hey, hey, Aaron, what's going on? I see Brendan Benson, my boy from Winters who currently lives in Texas. I see, I'm like, what's going on, Brendan? This guy, renowned FFA uh just savant when it comes to judging livestock and whatnot the guy's awesome give him a hug of course that's that's a very winner's thing uh wherever you're out in the world the chances are you will run into somebody from winters or somebody you know it's just the, the winner's effect and uh so that was really cool we finish our time off at cowboy christmas go back to um prepare and the plan was to go to travis and rachel's room to pregame before going to see cody johnson that night at the mgm uh, little arena and um, I make my way to this pretty ghetto convenience store so I can get really cheap alcohol because I know I'm gonna be paying out the ass for regular like for alcohol in Vegas Strip um, of course yeah it's sketchy as in there's bulletproof glass all like lining the entire uh, front desk About and when you go to buy things you put in this little sliding glass container so the guy can can process it whatever super nice guy but i'm like i should probably shouldn't be here. nobody should be here because you're probably gonna die uh so i get a lift all the way back to the the hotel and take a couple of swigs i'm getting loose i got my button-up wrangler uh, shirt on i'm ready to go to a country concert i go downstairs and by that time it's getting a little late so we just go uh lift driver picks up travis and rachel Travi, he shows up in the car, gives me a high noon. We're sucking that down. We drive by the sphere, which is just incredible to look at at nighttime. It's kind of like hard to believe. It's just one of those things, one of those Vegas things. <laughs> and uh, we get to where we're going. And no, we, we eat first. We go, yeah, <laughs> I pay way too much for a little Panda Express. I'm still pretty hungry, but I know I'll just, just be, it's just going to get in the way of my drunkenness later. So, uh, everything there, it's just, I needed to get over it. I was just, it always hurts when you know things are about $20 above what they should be. But you just bend over and take it up the ass, because that's Vegas, baby. And then we go and uh, go to the concert, the venue. I get an $18 beer, kicking the nuts, but it's fine. I guzzle it. And I get my seat. I'm away from Travis and Rachel, because I just wasn't able to get a seat near them at the time. And uh, first act's pretty good. Forget who it is. Second act, uh, Chris Janston, whatever. His son comes out, JJ. They sing a little bit. And I'm buzzing pretty hard at this point. And I think, all right, it's 9 o'clock. And that's, I think that's the show. And I didn't realize, oh, shoot. It's not a Chris Janston concert. It's a Cody Johnson concert. These interchangeable generic white boy names. I'm like, all right, I got confused, whatever. Eventually, I make my way over to where Travis and Rachel are uh, are sitting. And they're also next to Joel and Vanessa. Uh, Joel and Travis start, shout out to Dynasty Pumps. These two young gohards with their own business. Just good to sit next, just good people. Sit next to them. We see uh, Cody Johnson, do Kojo. He's doing his thing. And, I, you know, the concert itself... 
look, I had a good time. There's always good energy. I love the the creativity and just like just the energy. That's what I want to go and siphon it and just sit there. I'm kind of daydreaming of of what this music would be incorporated in something I'm writing or whatever. And like Rachel's like, Aaron, you falling asleep? Like, no, no, no. I'm just daydreaming. Listen to this stuff. That's kind of what I do when I'm at these concerts in the back rows. And um, overall, like they, he gave a shout out to the first responders, the troops, whoever you want to be. Like just kind of a good generic feel good shout out to the crowd. And uh, but by and large, I feel like I won't go to another country concert or a concert unless it's somebody that I know because I didn't have that connection uh, that I did going to say a Keith Urban concert or Luke Bryan or or Tim McGraw like I know these guys I sing their songs on the radio and I was way more of a country fan back in the day and this Cody Johnson guy was good but I'm like you could have put any other you know put uh Brad Johnson up there or Fred Turner I don't know whatever like white guy who's, who's top of the list I, I, I don't know whatever it, it was a good time though I enjoyed the concert but next time I'll make sure it's somebody that I know and know a couple of the songs sing along with but good energy good vibes and it got done kind of late around 11 I want to say I'm getting a little sleepy because I've been drinking all day and the sleepies are kicking in so I text Brentley and Brad and Steph I'm like Brentley I'm a little sleepy. I think I'm going to call it a night, and I just get a text back. What the fuck? What the fuck? All right, and disclaimer. Disclaimer. Let me just sidetrack real quick. I got word from Grandma Barb and Mommy and Daddy that, oh, no, the tap or things that Aaron's posting are a little lewd or a little, you know, the language isn't isn't on par. All right, here's the, the disclaimer. The jackass warning before the show starts, even though we're 13 minutes into it. This content is not for everybody, and I apologize, mommy and daddy, grandma, if I say some bad words here or there, or uh, talk about scenarios that I engaged in that are just, you know, maybe they bring shame upon our ancestors, or inappropriate things that you're not cool with. I'm just saying, listen and or watch the tap at your own risk. I will not curb my creativity in the way I say things, just because it might make people go ick sometimes. All due respect uh, to Granny, the folks. I love you guys. I love you dearly. But sometimes I like to let loose, like I did with Brittley, Brad, and Steph. Oh my God, they come in. I gotta tell you the the power of a guilt trip, a twenty dollar vodka Red Bull, and a couple drags from a Marlboro Dart. <laughs> oh, kick it! Don't be scared. My goodness, life was pumped back into me. I was ready to roll. And we go to Coyote Ugly. At first, we were like, ah, we don't want to go in there. $25 charge. Brad K says, fuck it. I got that landfill quiche. I'm going to pay for everybody coming in here. And he does. We get in there. It's a great time. I don't mean to boast, but I do. 2009, class of 2009, best dancer. Did it sober every single time at our dances. This, the tables have turned. The turntables. I go in, I'm buzzing hard, I'm getting shots, drinks, Joel and Vanessa, and I forget their friend's name, but she's in there too, we're dancing, we're having a good time, I'm talking to the Cowdy Ugly gals, they pull me out of the crowd a couple times and uh, pour some, pour some, uh, god, it's like a mixed drink down my gold, I gotta get on my knees while they're pouring it in me, I think I'm singing there at one point, I think I'm singing some Luke Bryan or something like that, it is absurd, the night's somewhat of a blur, but I remember it. It's because uh, it was a great time. Um, we're just spend time at Coyote Ugly, and then we make our way downstairs. Brad and Brent are uh, gambling a little bit, 
and it's great to see I didn't gamble a penny, but I'm just sitting there living vicariously through their wins and losses. Eventually, we, we meet up with Adam Wang Martinez, and we're going to the roulette table, and I just see these boys rolling hard. It's fantastic. Excuse me. It's fantastic. It's fun. They're up big, down big, but nobody gets more juice than Brentley when he's on a heater, baby. It was so much fun to, to watch, to be a part of. Lou's down a little bit at this point. He's a little, little sad, Lou, but that's okay. That's a foreshadowing at perhaps the brightness to come. Ooh. This is Friday night. We head back to the timeshare. We pass out. And uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I got my notes right here. $18 beer. Sleepy, ready to call it. Brentley guilt trip. Uh, gambled, went home. Saturday morning, I wake up. The, 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 the rallying call of Saturday morning. I hear Brentley and he just busts into mine and Brad's room. He goes, Dylan Gabriel! Dylan Gabriel, he's just getting off. Dylan Gabriel, he's squealing and just quack, quack, quacking because I guess this Dylan Gabriel character is coming to the Oregon Ducks. There's no bigger fan of the Oregon Ducks than Brentley Wiseman. I'll tell you that right now. I challenge you to find someone bigger, more knowledgeable, who is willing to die for their team other than Brentley Wiseman. Like nobody more is willing to die for the team more than Brentley Wiseman for the for the Ducks. He's that guy. He bleeds green and yellow and whatever other shiny, crazy colors they got on their, their jersey that day. But he comes in, Dylan Gabriel, and then he's like, yeah, yeah, Stephanie kicked me out. So I came in here to tell you guys. <laughs> his, his fiance kicked him out of the goddamn room. Uh, rightfully so, because he's going off. And I think Brent might still be a little, little tipsy at this point. But aren't we all? Aren't we all? So we're hanging out Saturday morning. We're all in the bed together. And... Let it be known. I'll be putting some clips there. I think I have a picture of us. Uh, so yeah, maybe here, here's a picture for those viewing the tap at this point. And um, so we get our wits about us. We make some coffee. I got pretty good at making the, the coffee in the room. We had two rooms adjoined. And it was a goofy-ass process, but I got it done. I made the coffee, damn it. And uh, we have coffee. And, of course, uh, reinforcements come, by the way, of Mason and Austin. <laughs> Mason Hurst, Austin Calvert, they're coming in. Our boys. And I've always been a fan of these guys. Always been a fan of uh, – a big fan of Mason because we were all in the um, Winter Slow Pitch Softball League, the Marinade Nuts. Shout out to the defending champs, which I'm a part of. And Mason was on that team. Austin was the, the coach of the team. And Mason was a big fan of him, but getting to know this guy and just, just shooting the shit with him, having some bro time, because uh, the wife and kids were left at home. It was just a wild Mason, and just talking to him, and just, he's my guy. Big Mason Hurst fan. Shout out to Mason. And uh, Calvi, they, they come, they got a big old bottle of Crown, and it's not going to drink itself. So obviously, it goes in the coffee. We're sipping it. on. And uh, if I may take this uh, opportunity to def to defame Skyler, who's just a black coffee guy. It's okay if you like to drink your coffee black. That is fine. On vacation, I'm going to put some creamer in it, as well as a little sugar. I'm going to get crafty. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to treat myself. But don't shit on people who put a little creamer in their coffee. If you're going triple mocha, sugar, you know, diabetic special, then it's like, all right, you're, you're getting a little rascally with your coffee order. But don't shit on me for putting a package of creamer in it. Just a little a little cup, a little creamer. And then if I'm putting crown in it, am I not mad enough? I put crown in the coffee and I'm just guzzling it. The buzz returns. It's like, ah, hello, old friend. Join me on this adventure on Saturday, will you? And then before we head off to Caesar's Palace, 
Uh, or taking polls. We're, ta we're taking polls of this crown. I take a poll and it does not set well with me. No, it does not. I just feel it brewing in my stomach. We get in the lift. The lift driver. All right. I don't know if it was Lyft or Uber, but we call the person and there's probably me, Brent, uh, Austin, um, uh, my God, Austin, Mason, Brad, and Steph. We were getting like a van and it pulls up to in front of the hotel. And as soon as I think Brent's about to open the door, the person just fucking peels out and flies off like dangerous. Like we're nearby. We're about to get in and this person just peels out and goes away. Like we're like, what the fuck just happened? It was obscene. Like, I've never experienced anything like that before. We get another one. The person lets us in, and we go to Caesar's Palace. Uh, we call Skylar and Morgan, get things situated, because they're they're checking the room as well. And um, we get there, and I know I need to find a bathroom. I need not only to take a piss, but I need to yak. I need to pull the old trigger, the yakety-yak. And we're just aimlessly wandering around, not really knowing where we're going to go to eat. I just need some. I need some grease in me, and I'm getting... Not so much hangry. I'm trying to be more in control of like, all right, here's how I'm feeling. I'm hangry. I do not need to be a little bitch. I don't need to bring down the mood with snide little comments or let people know that I'm angry. I'm like, all right, I'll handle my shit. I'm buzzing pretty good. What, what, you know, what's the big deal? So eventually we find a bathroom and I go in there, do my business and I pull the trigger. I'm like, come on. And I puke up this, it's just jet black, tarry, evil purged from my body is the coffee in the crown i'm like i feel a little better my eyes are watering i feel like a weight has been lifted from my stomach out of my gullet and into the toilet bowl this this black cloud of evil this like it's my body letting me know this is what you're doing to us i'm like you're goddamn right i flush it i forget about it and i go upon my merry way we find this gordon ramsay pub restaurant i'm like all right, it's as good as anything we're going to find. I look at the menu, and I'm just intimidated. I'm like, okay, I'm hangry, but also the cheapest thing looks like it's $25, $35. I'm like, what is this? Luckily, I find Old Faithful fried chicken sandwich for like $35. i am like, whatever, whatever. I'm going to pay out the ass for it like I am everything else. And uh, everybody sits down. We're trying to wrangle Scholar Mo. We're at the Gordon Ramsay play. They're lost. And we sit, we like get order. Uh, we place our orders. And I want to say it's at least a half hour, 45 minute wait. Austin's like, no, it's not that it wasn't that late. I, I'm pretty sure we waited there for an inordinate amount of time. And the, all the orders come out one at a time. Steph got this really good, um, beef, uh, grilled cheese sandwich, delightful. And everybody else got fried chicken sandwiches. And uh, I scarf mine something fierce. I get some ranch on the side. And ranch was really weird tasting. Really weird as if it were, were from the UK. Some Gordon Ramsay crazy zaniness. Um, I go to the bathroom a couple of times because the seal's broken. I have a, the bladder the size of a coin purse. And uh, we all scarf our food. And Steph, God bless her, ha has a stomach the size of a coin purse. And she's like, here, sandwich. Have the rest of mine. I scarf the holy hell out of it. Um, the rest of the crew, we're doing all right. Uh, Bradley Lou got this appetizer that was cost way too much. It was like two mini sandwiches of lobster meat. The, the bread itself was buttery and delightful, but did not the the goodness did not meet the price tag. And I even had a note here: yak thirty five dollar uh, fried chicken sandwich. No, it's more like a fifteen dollar fried chicken sandwich. Fries on the side. I'm like, all right, the surface was okay. The guys were nice, but the weight. 
wait had me waiting you're waiting you thought you thought the waiters were waiting no we were waiting we waited a really long time for the food but we got it and the hangriness level subsided a little bit that right kit kat you've never sat sat in like this on the tap she must be a little cold and i got these big old fat warm thighs she's sitting on me here we go um so yeah gordon ramsay then we meet up with skylar and mo at the caesar sportsbook a pretty amazing site just a ton of TVs everywhere, betting betting everything. I'm not going to bet. I want to bet on the Vikings. Thank God I fucking didn't. Outrageous. We go and get some drinks. Austin gets us all drinks. Bradley's playing a little poker, a little video poker, loses a little. And then we all commence on an aimless wandering about the strip. We go place to place, get some drinks, find a CVS because I need some some ibuprofen. Like my head, my headache's starting to, to seep in. We're walking all around and I go to the CVS. $10 for uh, three tall boys of Coors Light and some 500 milligram uh, Tylenol. And I popped two. I got this little bag in one hand, beer in the other, and we're just gallivanting around. It was fun. Then eventually we meet up with Travis and Rachel. Uh, give one of the beers to Travi. My boy, I can't have any empty hands. And I'm watching my boys gamble up a storm, sculling every Vikings fan in sight. There's so many, so much Vikings representation this weekend. High-fiving everybody. And I told this joke, I kid you not, no less than 20 times. I see somebody, I'm like, oh, my back hurts. Oh, I got scoliosis. <laughs> and it hit every time. I don't care if I heard or my crew has heard that joke 20 different times. The newbies that I'm telling you to are getting laughs and smiles, and it delights me. I am delighted. I love to see it, love to hear it. My goodness. And we're, like, talking to other fans. Raiders fan, talk to a Cowboy fan there, and it's just when, when we uh, let the obnoxiousness subside, uh, it's nice to have a conversation with other fans and get their perspective and just see where they're from, where they're at, all that good stuff. We talked to uh, some fan, uh, Vikings fans from Milwaukee. And just getting their perspective on things and where they've been through. Everybody's got their own story. And it was just really cool. Me, Sky, uh, I think Travis. Like, we are just talking to these two, two Vikings fans for the longest time. And uh, it was dope. We were just walking around, drinking, gambling. What a great time. And then we all return to the timeshare. Jackie's timeshare. Again, shout out to Jackie for making, for just the sheer amount of accommodations. And she's not done. She's far from done. No. Uh, we go and we change, we get ready, and that's a foreshadowing. We change, we get ready for the night's festivities. I put on my PlayStation shirt because, and I, I forgot to pack a life preserver because, you know, everybody's going to be so wet to see me, and they were. So we uh, we go to this, it's like called the SW. We really made these reservations, I want to say like a month ago, and we go to this swanky, I've been told, all right, it's gonna be an expensive dinner, and that I'm okay with. When, whenever I'm able to wrap my mind around something beforehand, a couple days or whatever, and expect something I'm like, all right, it's not a shot to the gut, like an $18 beer. Like I should have looked up prices, and been, all right, this is what we're in for. It's so much easier of a pill to swallow when you kind of know what you're getting into. And I'm looking at this menu, I'm like, Jesus, titty, effing Christ cheapest steak on the menu I'm gonna say 85 bucks so I naturally I go for it but I'm like this is the highest price I would pay at like a other swanky restaurant I've never paid this much for a steak before little did I know it'd be worth every goddamn penny and then I also got some lobster tots because it's one of those places like oh you need to pay for those sides I got lobster tots for the sides shared them with shared them with people and they were so good crisp to perfection they gave us a little dipping sauce and when you bit into it you are 
you get the lobster, which I'm not necessarily a fan of, but the complimentary, uh, like the supporting cast, like the crispiness on the outside of the tot, and this really delicious lime flavor to it just really put it over the top. These tots were over the top. And uh, meanwhile, Austin Calvert just sipping on a big old bottle of wine that he buys. He's just feeling that vibe. That's his thing. Sky got, a, I think he said like $140 ribeye or something like that. Just everybody balled out. Everybody balled out. Everybody there. It was so good. And they gave us this pretzel bread beforehand uh, with the butter. It wasn't ice cold like at other places. <laughs> Buckhorn, you get. Oh, no. Buckhorn gives you uh, gives you uh, cream. But I haven't been there in a, in a while, you know. $6 for half a loaf of bread. Get out of here. Uh, this bread, not sure how much it costs, might have been free, but the butter was nice, easily spreadable, and I stuffed my fat fucking face. I'm like, if this is gonna cost this much, whatever, I'm making sure people are getting theirs. I am only, I'm consciously obnoxious when it comes to food. I will eat it all. I was starving, ready to, I skipped lunch, it was not, I only had that overpriced fried chicken Gordon Ramsay Sandy. And the steak I got, great size, great meat. I asked for medium, little pink in the middle, and it was cooked to perfection perfection you look up perfection in the in the dictionary the picture of my steak is sitting right next right next to it it was fantastic uh we all had drinks and just really enjoyed ourselves by god what a time and we mosey on to me austin and mason we go to this kind of redneck country bar and there's nfr nfr going on we're mingling, like, just talking. I'm really full at this point. A little too full. Sleepy full. I'm overdoing it. I need, uh, just putting this out there in the universe to, like, just have more discipline when it comes to eating, drinking. Just, I need to not overindulge as much as I do. Even though it is vacation, discipline is also a factor. And I'm kind of dragging ass a little bit. My morale's a little low, even after such an amazing dinner. And uh, I see, all right, mechanical bull. Time to get back up on it. And Austin's like, come on, sandwich. You got to do it. Got to do it. Like, all right, let's go. And this bearded guy with a tucked in shirt is like, all right, you're ready to go. I signed my life away. And uh, you have a pronated grip. That means like this uh, underhand or that's supernated. I can't recall. And um, I get gripped up and he's like, all right, chin in. Like one of the rednecks be like, oh, chin in, chin in. And just go. I don't want to say I lasted almost a minute, which is better than any sexual experience I've ever had. Almost a minute, and I get bucked off pretty hard, and the guy picks me up. We're ready to roll, and I'm like, all right, let's go. I feel pretty good. Uh, my inner thighs are, like, really tingly. I'm like, all right, it's just whatever. You get, you're lurching. Your muscles are getting pulled. I didn't, Why would I stretch out before this? Didn't think it'd be that intense, but it was. Uh, I go, I see Mason on the other side of the inflatable, like, kind of arena where the, the bull riding is going on, and he gets us a bucket of, some, bucket of buds. We're sipping on it, and then it's Austin's turn to go up. Austin's walking towards the bull, and I see him kind of like, why is he adjusting his pants? Pulls his ass out, hops on. The guy's like, they're going to kick you out of here, and Austin could care less. This is Vegas, baby. I see a little cute little tattoo on his ass, and he's riding this bull in front of dozens and dozens of cowboy people <laughs> with his ass hanging out. He does a pretty good job. He gets bucked off, pants back up, does not get kicked out. The, the place starts moving tables around. There's some swing dancing and stuff. It was a good time. And eventually we leave when we go to Fremont Street. Oh, Fremont Street. The story continues. Fremont Street. At this point, I'm all right. The beers are settling. I'm a little tired, but a couple vodka Red Bulls later, we're back in the game. A couple drags and some darts later. Man, my lungs just need smoke. I'm like, ah, yes, this is the, the stuff of life. The nectar of life is, is this Marlboro Red smoke. <laughs> Marlboros. My God. 
And uh, we're walking up and down, and we see this nice leather-clad lady in high heels, fishnet, and she's looking to beat somebody with this whip. Austin volunteers me as tribute. I say, yeah, let's do it. I'm on all, I'm on all fours. And she whips me about three or four times. And I'm like, this, this kind of hurts a little bit. And uh, check out the video. I'm about to put up, check out the video, video footage. I am, I'm not sure what she says to me. I shake my head. I start pawing at her. I'm like, all right, one last good one. And she winds up and gives me an Otani swing of that whip right to my ass. And I'm just, ah, ha, ha. It, it, it shook me. It shook me. It hurt, but it was so funny. And I'm rewatching this video and there's the reactions of people in the back background. I'm like, oh, I guess I was on all hands and fours in public getting my ass whipped. And then, uh, I'm showing Austin my butt to see what whip marks there are. And I gotta say, that picture, pretty good booty I got. Pretty good booty, been doing my squats. And there's a guy in the background just drunk with his wife, just like giggling his ass off. It was great, the whipping. And I also got whipped earlier that day as we're the whole crew were going around the strip. I got whipped there. These ladies, yeah, they're working for tips. And I'm like, I'm not gonna give you the 20 you're asking for, lady. I am not compelled or under any obligation to pay you that much. I give him like five bucks. I'm like, split between you two. Cut, cut the five and a half. God bless it. Um, am I cheap? Sure, but I'm like, I'm not gonna pay a ton of money just get whipped. All right, we took pictures. All right, that's fine. Yippee. I pay him like, yeah, I, I interacted with you guys for all of 30 seconds. I'm not gonna give you that much, that much money. Um, so we get whipped and then we're mosing around. Then we see the Chippendales. These two guys, they're just yacked out of their minds. And uh, somehow Austin, Austin, Austin Calvi, this this crazy bastard, like, sandwich, take a picture with him. I'll buy the picture. Austin's just balling out. And uh, I'm like, all right, let's go. Uh, take off the shirt. And I've been working out. I want to, like, pose. I'm like, these guys are, are beefcakes, but I feel like I got something to show as well. And uh, posing a little bit. And the guy's like, all right, uh, bend over, bite your knuckle. I'm like, oh, geez. So, all right, whatever. I pose for it. I'm just giggling my ass off, having a great time. And then I think the photo of the trip, the photo of the trip, uh, they lift me up. I'm My legs are spread. I'm showing you right here. Legs are spread. And I'm just like, yes. And then lo and behold, we check out the photo after. And there's a big old hole in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> There's a giant hole in my pants I was unaware of, but God bless it. I feel like that just put the photo over the top. It was hilarious. It was a great time. Those guys were super cool. Uh, one of the guys, I'm like, what's your what's your exercise of choice? Um, and he's like, oh, I could bench 405, which I believe. These guys are pretty jacked. And his past me used to get all salty and butthurt over these chiseled, masculine, just perfect like uh, bodies just make me jealous. I'm like, God, I wish I had that. But instead of being jealous, I'm like, all right, these guys, whatever they're doing, natty or unnatty, they're putting the time in the gym, and they are—they also have the discipline to not drink their asses off and eat accordingly. Maybe they are drinking their asses off. Every body's different. Every metabolism level's different. But these guys are clearly putting in the effort to look this way and to be Chippendales. So it, it was cool. It was a lot of fun, all homo intended. It was a great time on Fremont Street. Go to another bar uh, and uh, just had a great time. Had an absolute blast uh, with him, the crew, everybody, like Fremont Street. Like, I livened up a little bit. And, um, yeah, we headed out. We went home. We survived the night. And then came Sunday morning. Oh, good old Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Game day. Game is at 1 o'clock. Perfect amount of time to go out to drink, to pregame, get ready. Um, the crew's ready to roll. Brentley gets a 
lift for everybody. I'm like, oh, like uh, Austin and Mason, we're going to wait for Rachel, Austin's wife, to come in. Uh, she was due soon. And I'm like, oh, I'll wait with these guys. And Brentley's like, sandwich. I got an Uber XL. Your ass is coming. And then they're like, oh, wait, no, no, no. We good. We can go half and a half or whatever. He's like, oh, okay. I just want to stay back with Austin and Mason just to uh, have a little purple representation. I had my Delvin Cook jersey on. I'm feeling good. I was just vibing with them. And we go up to the 17th floor where uh, Mason and Austin were staying and soon to be Rachel. And uh, Austin, I'm not sure how we got on the topic. We're just shooting the shit with these guys, drinking that crown, baby. And uh, Austin's like, sandwich, like, we, I need to give you my underwear. Like, it was purple underwear, some Nike underpants felt amazing so i swapped out well i'm not sure what became of my old underwear austin put on another pair i put on that they were like compression shorts with plenty of room for your junk to hang loose but not so loose to where you're flopping around it holds it somewhat tight but it doesn't you know constrain the junk and then the the, the underpants themselves went down like about mid thigh level just absolutely perfect i felt amazing uh, I, I could squat low i could drink mo and then rachel shows up we're drinking we get a lift we're taking pulls of crown on the way over there and let me mind you mind you at this point i'm i'm check, checking all the cardinal sins off because admittedly when i went to that super ghetto liquor store i'm like what's the cheapest thing i can get pop off i don't give a shit you can give me shit i give none I'll take none. I don't care. I wanted to get a buzz on, buzz on a budget. All right? I'm already paying enough, paying out the ass in Vegas. Buzz on a budget. I care not. Suck toes if uh, you have a grievance with that because your opinion means nothing to me. Ah. Yummy. 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 This coffee fee. Which is black, by the way. And, um... So we get to the tailgate. Jackie, the foreshadowing coming to fruition. Jackie has her own tailgating spot. I kid you not. She has her own tailgating spot. Used to have a DJ nearby, but she has her own selected spot. Full bar. Making tons of food, which I didn't really indulge. I was pretty drunk at this point and just not realizing, oh, I should eat more food. I had like a, a hot dog and chips. At that point, Benny and Debbie Gertz are there. Bridget and Dennis Mariani showed up. There's just a gang of people. And then whoever, like other people, if they have good vibes, come in, take a shot, have a good time. Uh, so I had Pop-Off, Crown, Coors, shots of Patrona. Everybody's taking shots. More beer at the tailgate. This is ridiculous. I'm drinking beyond probably what I did in college and like with not enough in, uh, in the stomach tank. So I'm eating what I can. I'm feeling good. I'm like, let's get going. It's, it's game time. I'm ready to roll. Uh, we get in there. Once we sit down, once I stop moving, that's when shit really settles in. Oh, Travis and Rachel were there too. Uh, they did not have a drop of alcohol because the night before they, they went a little hard. So, oh, heaven forbid, they enjoy the sporting event that they paid top dollar for sober and they remember it. How do you know? I drank my ass off, yes, but I remember everything because we walked into this game and I want to say, put me on the tap record, which is beyond any other record. That might have been Raiders v Vikings, the worst NFL game ever played. It was 0-0 going into the fourth quarter. Josh Dobbs just lost the magic that he had coming in. Horrendous play calling. The only real thing to cheer for was an interception the Vikings had at the end and a field goal made by Greg Beleg Joseph, which I refuse to watch him kick because he misses field goals all the time. 
but he happened to make the one that won the game. Vikings won 3-0, an abysmal game. I went up and took multiple pee-pee uh, breaks. At one point, I was lost, and the guy sitting next to us talked to Skyler. He's like, hey, your boy's kind of wandering around over there, and just Skyler and Mo thought I was I was out for the count. I, looking back at some of the pictures with Mo and Sky, my eyes are half open, just, uh, just about i'm just a mortal Kombat character loopy and waiting for a fatality to become me from whoever i'm facing in this case it was the drunkenness but the fatality never came i never had my heart ripped out i stayed awake i remember the game i remember just aimless drives just punt 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 we had really good lower level seats it was good to be part of the draw like the the vibe i just wish there was something more to cheer for something more i mean my voice was shot at this point in time already but man, oh man, it was a blast just kind of being around there. Boring ass game, but just being around there, being around everybody. The game ends, thank God. And uh, we start walking out of the stadium. Not, not, a, not once did I fall asleep. Not once did I say anything, act a fool, start a fight. Like at that point, I'm like, I'm not trying to start fights with anybody. No, no matter what I'm drinking, when I'm drinking, the last thing I'm trying to do is cause a fuss. And to my record, I have zero fights on it. Zero fights on my record. I've instigated zero fights. I'll like talk a little bit, ja, 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 but I'm not gonna say something so in, uh, insidious, is that the word? I'm not gonna say something that's gonna elicit or incite a fight. I have like, and I never have. Never have, never got like pushed or shoved or anything like that. And uh, was able to get out of there. No fights. Didn't see really anybody else. Not in the, the corridors. Nobody was starting to fight. The game wasn't good enough to start fights over. Everybody lost that day. Vikings may have won on paper, but everybody in, in attendance fucking lost. Uh, we go back to the tailgate area. Um, we're just talking it up. And then we walk over this bridge. We wind up at New York, New York. Or so, some other casino. Morgan, God bless it. She took a picture of me. I'm just down and out. Like, my energy level, no matter how many vodka Red Bulls, like, it was more alcohol is not going to solve this problem. It was the beginning of the problem. It is the end of the problem. And uh, luckily, uh, Brentley's fiance, Steph, takes my phone, gets me a lift or whatever, and I make it back, and she sends it. God bless, such as we are. Like, you make it back safely? Don't lie to me. <laughs> it's like, yes, I'm back. I was in bed and asleep by 9. And that's kind of a boo-boo on my end because I didn't go out with, let's say, Skylar and Brad. They went out to uh, Enmo. They went out to the ice bar. I mean, Austin. Everybody else went and had their own separate adventures. I guess Brentley was pretty pretty sauced as well, like your boy. And uh, they, they enjoyed their last night in Vegas. I remember, I think it was the night before or morning prior, Bradley Lou comes in. He's like, I'm rich. I'm rich. Like the man hit big. The man was hitting big. I'd say he was about even for the weekend. Skylar and Mo were hitting big. Everybody's winning. Everybody's winning in Vegas. That's what Vegas wants you to do is win. Win, win, win. And uh, we survived Sunday. We survived the worst football game ever played. Uh, what else do I have here? Overall, like, so we wake up. Everybody's dog shit. I, I, <laughs> it's Sunday. or Yeah, Sunday, probably about midnight, 1 o'clock, maybe 2 o'clock. Skylar, Brad, and Mo come in. They got McDonald's up the wazoo. I'm, I feel like dog shit. I am already, I have poisoned myself with the alcohol. I have defiled myself. I'm having a bad time. It's a real bad time. I'm struggling face first in the pillow. Um, they're all high and mighty. Later on, Mo starts throwing up and then <laughs> Brad the morning, he starts throwing up. The, just the, the Vegas caught up to us. 
Vegas caught up to us big time. We ended up going to the uh, the airports. Just tons of people are there. Uh, we get in. We go to this Mexican restaurant. Well, <laughs> Bradley Lou, he has a Coors and then a margarita for breakfast. Not feeling top notch. Nobody is. We fly back uh, with mom and dad. Everybody is like, we were able to get back and just salvage the rest of that Monday. And man, it was a ruckus. It took me probably till Wednesday till where I was about at 100%. But Skylar and Lou got sick. They brought they brought home. Now Morgan is sick. Now Payne is sick. Oh my goodness. Uh, down with the sickness, are, are we all? But Vegas just didn't want to let us go. It's like, here's a little parting gift for you. But man, it was an absolute blast. Can't wait to do it again. Next time, maybe budget a little bit better, but I was just like, screw it. Here, put it on the card. Bang, my credit card was just, it was smoky. It was burning up. And then I was like, oh, perfect. Just in time for uh, the money-saving season that is Christmas time. No, I'm bleeding money. It's coming out of my eyes, coming out of my ass, getting presents for everybody and getting things for myself, whatever. Eh, is what it is. But man, that was Vegas. Uh, with future episodes of The Tap, we'll have whatever sliders were there. We'll, we'll chat about it a little bit. Just get other perspectives. Maybe there's some things I forgot. But man, that was a hoot and holler of a time. Uh, more episodes of The Tap to come. Uh, especially a recap because I'm going to Mexico uh, early January with my boy Carrie Mullins. Going to Tulum. And uh, going to cause a ruckus there as well. Maybe, just maybe, my drought will end. The sex drought. <laughs> but most likely not. But hey, there, that's a thing if I am to impress a lesson learned. Because I'm always, uh, it's all like even in college, it, there was the precedent, the, the benchmark of a successful evening is you got to get laid. Which that's a great way to end any evening. But because it doesn't happen for me anymore to remove expectations and not let uh, uh, the sexlessness of an event or evening or time ruin the good time that you did have. And by golly, just removing whatever expectations, I'm just going to have a fucking blast. And I absolutely did. Heaven forbid we have a great time without having sex, but man, it was super fun. And I, if I had to do it all over again, I'd be like, oh, no sex, but you're gonna have a great time with your friends and loved ones. Oh, geez, Rick, what a terrible time. No, do that. It was so much fun. Um, and just remove expectations from whatever vacation you're going in on because if for any reason your experience fails to live up to the expectations, then the experience is solid. And you're gonna look back at it kind of sad, kind of, oh, it wasn't as much as I thought it would be. Fuck that. Just go into it with an open mind, roll with the punches, enjoy yourself, and pay a little extra for a little extra fun because how much money do we take with us to Valhalla after we pass on? Uh, a whole lot of zero. Nothing. Nada. Well, my sliders, my people, I love you all. Thanks for tuning into this episode of The Tap. Uh, more consistency, more episodes coming. Hope you guys tune in. Uh, live your life with purpose. With little expectations, but just knowing that you're just going to fucking kill it in whatever you're doing. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. And until next time. You lose. Good day, sir.